Hey everyone, welcome to Narwhals. This is episode 10. So it's our 10th anniversary, wow. 10 years being in business, 10 everything. So, <laughs> it's, been uh, long, it's been a long run. Yes, my name's Drew. That was Kieran. What's up, Kieran? Uh, not much. What's going on? And today we have Ashley Baxter on with us. Ashley, how's it going? Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Hello. And she's coming all the way from, what was it, Zimbabwe, correct? Yes. <laughs> Glasgow in Scotland. All wow. right, right next to neighbors, neighboring countries. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So... Ashley, um, if you could, tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you're doing and uh, what you do on the web. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I guess I juggle both. Uh, I'm a photographer, and I juggle that alongside running an insurance business, which is always a very strange mix of things to be doing. <laughs> right, uh, yes. I do a little bit of public speaking, also have a podcast, and... Um, do a little bit of programming on the side too, so quite a mixed bag, I guess. Yes. Do you um, do you do uh, programming for your insurance company? Um, well, that's the plan. I want to kind of explore one of the channels that I want to explore for marketing my business as kind of little side projects, engineering stuff. So I've not done anything for the my current insurance company, but I did build an app for my last insurance company, mm. um, which was that was an app to that just taught me how to program. So I'd like to kind of explore it a bit more and use it as a, a kind of, well, attempt to use it as a traction channel, see how that pans out. That's awesome. So Insurance company to me seems like the craziest thing to like take do have as an undertaking. So, what or what made you get into that, and how did you go about making an insurance company? <laughs> so it was all a bit of an accident, really. Um, I was at college <laughs> studying music. It's all, I think most people do something completely unrelated at college, don't they? They never end For up. For sure. Yeah. So I was doing music. I wanted to be a drummer. And, um, nice. yeah. And then, um, m- my previous insurance business was family run. So it was my dad's, but when he, he passed away when I was 18 and the, the very next day I was in his office kind of trying to wrap my head around what he did and then proceeded to do that for the next nine years. So oh, that's wow. how I got into insurance. It was kind of initially as a, oh crap, I have to kind of keep my family afloat type of thing. But I weirdly enough fell in love with the fact that the industry is so slow paced and there's a lot wrong with it. And basically what I'm trying to say is that there is room for somebody to come in and, and do something a little bit different, whether it's in their approach with customers or um, with the kind of technology side of things, there's just a good opportunity here for somebody to to do it differently, and I want that person to be me, I guess. Yeah, no, that's awesome. awesome. That's really cool. The um, and you guys have a so you have a you run a podcast. Not to uh, get ahead of ourselves, but you run a podcast, and you that was one of your recent episodes. I remember was talking about um, kind of disrupting you sleeping industries is, is what you guys called it. I think. Yeah, um, that's right. And that's kind of that. That's kind of that fundamentally, right? That was kind of what you what you're saying you felt initially was that you had the chance to uh to maybe do something totally different in this space that was kind of sleeping yeah totally and i know that that's a a huge buzzword is disruption disrupting sleeping (laughs) industries and stuff but there's not really a better word to use for it i guess um i think that yeah i definitely want to basically make i think america's doing some stuff right like you have um have you heard of High Oscar or Oscar, the health insurance company? No. 
Well, they have this really clever quoting system. And then you've got other things like Zebra again. So you guys are beginning to kind of, you've got a few people in that field who are doing things smarter and and clever with technology. But in the UK, we don't have anything like that. It's still like literally pages and pages and pages of tedious forms to get your quote. Mm. And that's that's the area that really excites me because I think it's that's the bread and butter of any insurer's business. People just people don't wake up and say, "Yes, today I'm really excited because I'm going to shop for insurance." They just want to get it over and done with as quickly as possible. <laughs> but we're making it as complicated as possible for them, and that just makes no sense to me. So I want to um, build a really smart, simple quote system, but it's a very complicated process, and it's going to take a long time to pull off, unfortunately. Um, so I think from the outside people I talk about this stuff all the time and from the outside it may look like I'm not actually doing much to make it happen but it's because things are happening behind the scenes but at a very slow pace you know what I mean yeah Yeah, totally and so that is what your company insurance by Jack does is it's improving the quoting process you said not yet unfortunately but that's the that's the end goal so basically right now so my, I started up Insurance by Jack five months ago because prior to that I was in the property insurance game and property just doesn't excite me. It's not my passion. Whereas now I've moved into selling business insurance and that excites me because business is fun. And yeah. um, I'm kind of targeting like freelancers and designers and developers, those kind of people. And that's because this is the circle that I've been socializing in for years. These are the people that I speak to at conferences. You know, that's the kind of stuff I do myself. So I feel like that's a good market for me to target. But Insurance by Jack, like I said, I started up five months ago. It's my MVP. It's as basic as it, can, as it can get because what I'm doing right now is essentially introducing people to insurers. So... Mm-hmm. I'm the middleman, but I'm working behind the scenes to cut that step out and so that I can become a direct insurer so that I can then build my own um, quote system because being the middleman means you have to, you're kind of stuck into using third party um, platforms uh, to quote, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, totally. which is I think that's one thing I've really learned about being in this industry is so, it sucks to depend on other people's platforms, doesn't it? Yeah. Does is is insurance uh business insurance is it required in um the UK? Um if you it's only so the thing about business insurance is it's really complicated and there are loads of different parts to it. The only legal requirement in the UK is employer's liability. If you employ people, you're legally gotcha. legally required to have that. I don't know what it's like in in America. I don't know if it's any different. Yeah, I think you have to have insurance if you employ people. Um but that sounds right. That sounds yeah. like a good policy. That sounds like the way it should be. Let's just say it is. (laughs) But this is the thing, though. This is what's really interesting. This is what I like about business insurance. Nobody actually understands what the hell is going on. (laughs) So if I can kind of come into this market and educate them, I have a really good chance of then kind of selling to them as well, as long as I educate them and let them know what they need. But that's that's the plan. Yeah, that's awesome. I think the fact that nobody knows what's going on is uh, is right there, like a pretty good sign that you're uh, that you're into a into a good thing. And actually, you should totally steal the slogan. You don't know Jack, right? Yes, we were just but, ta- we were talking about this. Yeah, off off the was it before the show we were talking about you don't know Jack. And so if anybody listening knows what you don't know Jack is, please right now tweet Ashley um, <laughs> and tell her that it's awesome. Um, because she's never heard of it until we told her. And you don't know Jack in case you don't know. It was an awesome game when I was in like high school. 
and it's like um it's like a knowledge based like uh, question answer game but there's this funny dude named Jack who makes fun of you if you get the answers wrong and stuff and um I don't know, it was a fun game on CD-ROM back in the day. See, I'm and a gamer on, as well, and I've never, I've never heard of it. I'm not much of a must, gamer then. It must be an American thing. Well, it was know. a while ago. Yeah, <laughs> Why does he have also... a purple face? Well, see, there was many you-don't-know jacks. Just like, I guess these days you can buy... Well, I guess like these days when there's... What's it? Call of Duty? Like there's many Call of Duties. There was many you-don't-know jacks. And yeah, you so, must be looking at Purple Face Edition. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that was a hard one. It's there, the I extra, mean, extra large edition, whatever that means. Yeah, I, I, it's just like you don't know Jack One, you don't know Jack Two. You know, you know, there's many of them. So because they were popular, and so they made a bunch. Um, but I mean, that was back in the day when there really wasn't that many uh, games. You know, now there's just like so many games. Back then, and like what? Maybe the PlayStation One was out. Yeah, I think so. Um, but that's about it, you know? <laughs> so so definitely when people hear in America, when people hear of my business insurance by Jack, they're going to think of you don't know I Jack. think if they're our age. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I make make that broad of a statement. but I would say if they're a dude and they're our age, <laughs> for sure. Girls probably. But it was kind of like a, it was, I don't know, it was kind of more of a dude, dude game. You it was know kind of mean? like a 12-year-old boy yeah. living in America thing. Yeah, so... Well, I wasn't twelve, but <laughs> I was like sixteen. <laughs> the rest, the rest 15. of us were twelve. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I don't know. I think a good number of people would would think of it, but I could be wrong. That's why I'm saying, if you think of it, tweet Ashley. She would like to know. She's very curious. <laughs> I am very curious about it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we were also talking about differences, which is super fun to do uh, between the UK and the US. And I'm curious, how at home do you feel watching Brave? <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny question. See, when Brave came out, I went to New York for a holiday and I lost count of how many people were calling me Merida because I've got red hair. <laughs> um, I can't really say that I can relate to the whole castles and mums turning into bears stuff it's not like that's not a normal thing for it's not a normal thing scottish people but i did really enjoy the movie i thought i don't know i was i like when i like when mainstream media represents scotland in a way that isn't derogatory because have you seen train spot was it it wasn't train spotting was it train spotting with ewan mcgregor yeah, but was that in Scotland? I can't even remember now. But basically, whenever you have any TV shows or movies that are sort of based in Scotland, they show us in a really derogatory light. So I was quite, I was, no, I was happy with Brave. Is that, I didn't even, I, I, I certainly haven't realised that. Is that like a American culture thing or is that like a, an English culture thing where No, I think Scotland... we do that to ourselves. Okay. Like, so <laughs> okay. basically there's this, there's this um, Scottish TV show called The Scheme. So they go, basically a scheme in Scotland is a, gosh, how would I describe this? Basically... Is it like a scheme like in the dictionary? <laughs> because we understand that. No, it's, it's <laughs> oh, not. Oh, it's not. Okay. No, it's... Um, Basically, you wouldn't go... It's, it's like a collection of houses where people live, but you wouldn't go there and find successful people. So I'm trying to say this in a, in a nice way. So okay. it's like people who... Well, that was a good description. It's people who don't <laughs> yeah, that work. Yeah, fairly nice. People who okay. don't work and people who spend a lot of their money on maybe, you know, like um, 
drugs and nefarious things, alcohol okay. and right. stuff. So we have a TV show which documents alcohol. life on the scheme. <laughs> so it's that scheme. kind of thing. Like, why couldn't they go to? Why couldn't they go to like a? I don't know, like a startup hub full of young, ambitious Scottish people and, and like the OC. Yeah. <laughs> why did they have to go to the scheme? So it just feels like it's always really negative. So that was yeah. it. Yeah, happy with Brave, and I, I like being compared to Merida. She's dead yeah, cool. That's, she, that's a good that, comparison. Yeah, I think because um, I, I watched the behind the scenes because I bought it on iTunes and they have all the behind the scenes, and everybody who was in that movie was actually Scottish, like all the voice actors, and they were actually Scottish from Scotland. And um, Merida, to me, sounds like she has the same accent as you, the girl who plays it. Because there's many different Scottish accents, you know. But yeah. I don't know if that's true. But to me, it sounds like she has the same one as you because you sound very close to her, which is super cool. My kids love the show. I we have to every time they watch it, we have to fast forward parts, you know, because Disney's always crazy about the, like the super scary stuff, and they're still really little. Aww. But um, they love Brave. Like the first twenty minutes are totally fine, so we get to set it on, and they absolutely love. Yeah, so it was pretty mad cool. going to New York. I even had people like having their photo taken with me, going, "I'm with Meredith and <laughs> oh, Brave." Geez. I'm not. That's I don't awesome. look that much like her, guys. She's <laughs> yeah. de- a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> we're desperate. Like over here, we'll we'll take anything. Yeah. Um, but to your point about the negative stuff towards Scotland, I don't think it's that way, even the slightest bit in the U.S. And I think you're right about Train Spotting being Scotland because Danny Boyle, the director, he's Scottish, and Ian McGregor is as well. But uh, over here, probably the biggest Scottish thing we have now, other than Brave, uh, as far as the movies and go, Brave is Heart. Brave Heart. And oh, yeah. Braveheart paints Scotland in like a good light. So that's true. Then oh. I mean, if you were, okay, so in America, if you were to sit down and you're get a bunch of dudes together and be like, "Oh, let's have a man's night." I mean, not not me and my friends, but <laughs> most of America, <laughs> Braveheart would be one of the first movies on the list. Really? It's like the it's the man's movie. Would you agree, Karen? Uh, no, no, not no. But would it maybe... not be Die Hard? Okay, not for me. Not for me. Yeah, though. I mean, yeah, we we put on Die Hard or something. Uh... Die Hard. Yeah, or brave, or just go yeah straight to brave. Like, <laughs> uh, people could tweet us if if they think Braveheart's the man's movie, but I think it. But I do think you maybe guys... it was like ten Wait, years you, ago. You're like, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, but I'm confused about where you both live because I thought it was California for some yeah. reason. Yes. No, oh, right. oh, okay. So, do you get many Scottish people just milling about California? Uh, none that mm. none that I've run into, or they're yeah. just very quiet. Maybe they're, no, maybe they're they don't not like talking. quiet. No, no, we're not like, a quiet folk. No. I haven't met any Scottish people actually while I was in California. I'm temporarily for a little while up in uh, Washington. Uh, we just took a moved our family up here because the rest of our extended family's up here for a little while. Um, but we'll be back in California soon. But um, yeah, I, I'm trying to think. I don't. I mean, maybe I have, but I don't remember meeting. You would remember. <laughs> oh, I would remember. You know what I'm saying? I would remember. Yeah, I like the Scottish accent. I think it's freaking awesome, especially when the when I was over there and there's the people that because I remember asking because I did like a I toured this um, skate movie all throughout the all throughout Scotland and even in England and we set up like we went to skate parks and set up crazy ramps to do contests and all this kind of stuff all over and uh, we even set up like huge Red Bull ramps up in uh, Dumbarton like I was saying we stayed at a castle and uh, invited kids from all over and I was asking some kids I'm like do I sound clear to you like when I talk you know like they're like you sound crystal clear (laughs) I'm like so 
how is it for you guys talking to each other? Because to me, it's like it's really hard to understand some some accents, and they're like, "Yeah, we can't barely understand what we're saying." I'm like, really? <laughs> you guys live this way? It's like a big lie. Like no one has said, lie. "Let's solve this problem." That's so true, actually. That are see, especially well, you said that you visited Glasgow as well. So yeah. a really thick Glaswegian accent, I find really difficult to understand. But obviously, mm-hmm. for us, we've grown up with um, American accents on TV and on the movies, right. so that's not Harrison a problem. Harrison Ford and his what was it sandwich break or something? Sandwich break. sandwich break. <laughs> did he not go? Did, no. Did I, what was it? He was weird for the then. Sandwich break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sandwich. oh, the sandwich break. <laughs> I, I was thinking you meant a movie. Yeah, called. I thought that was the name of like a TV show he did when he was like seventeen or something. The sandwich, sandwich break. break. <laughs> it's where he walks down the scheme and uh, eats sandwiches. Harrison Ford in the sandwich break. <laughs> no, but now you know what I mean, don't you? Yeah, no, we, we were talking off show about her, Ashley's dog's name, Indian, so it got us on Indiana Jones. And I was telling a story about how if you watch the behind the scenes of Indiana Jones, Steven Spielberg's like all excited uh, talking to the main actress. I can't remember her name. Karen Allen. Yeah, and, and Harrison Ford about the scene they're going to do, which was the temple scene where she falls into the pit of the snakes and you got to get out of there. And he's like two minutes into telling him how he's going to happen. He's all over the place with his hands. And Harrison just gets up and walks away. And Steve's like, where are you going, Harrison? He's like, I'm going to get a sandwich. He <laughs> <laughs> just leaves. That's the best the guy, story ever. Yeah. You, and you're, you're maintaining that he's a weird dude. And I know when you see him on like talk shows, he looks, he seems off or he seems kind of funny. I thought that was just a bit. Like I thought he was being dry and like coy and, and playing the audience. But you're saying he's, he's actually a weird dude. He has no idea what's going on. Ashley Kieran, watch any of his talk show things. He'll look at people like, uh, like he has no idea what's going on. But I thought he was doing that. Like, I thought there was a bit. No, that's him. People, if you watch any, like, Star Wars, like, dude, the guy's a weird dude. I love him even more now. Yeah, yeah. I I, kind of actually He got into acting. Uh, he, He tried, you know, he tried acting for a while, and so he moved to Hollywood, and he lived there. And he, what he did on his side is he was a he was a construction worker. He he did like cabinetry and all other kind of stuff. Uh, carpenter, sorry, carpenter, not construction worker. And um, and he did some cabinet work for uh, George Lucas. And George was like, "Yo, you want to be in a movie? I got a part. It's called Star Wars, and the parts for Her- uh, Han Solo." And he's like, "Yeah, I'll do." So that's how he got into Star Wars. Let me just finish these cabinets. Can you imagine yeah. how big, the, like when episode seven comes out next year or whatever, when he shows up again, for when Han Solo makes his first on-screen appearance? Yep. Can you imagine? Can you hear like the applause in, oh, wait, in your head? I'm confused. I thought when you said that there's another movie coming out, you were talking about another Indiana Jones. I am. Oh, okay then. He's in multiple movies. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a busy guy. He's what's called an actor. <laughs> they take more than one job. <laughs> I'm not so interested in any Star Wars stuff, but Indiana Jones, yeah. What? I know. You're not interested in Star Wars. Are you a Star Trek person? No. Uh, do you know, I actually, for somebody... You don't like the future. <laughs> I, well, this is the thing. Even though I'm a gamer, I actually don't like sci-fi stuff. Oh. What do you, what do you like? What are you, what are you into? Adventure, right? Indiana Jones. Well, I mean, video game wise. Oh, video game wise, uh, uh. I like RPGs. All right. Are you guys gamers? I am. I have. I been. was when I was in high school. Yeah, but you know, you don't know Jack. That was the beginning and the end. <laughs> no, man, I loved Quake Three. That was my jam, dude. All With right. The rail gun, yep. jumping on the jump level. Yep. 
Yeah. Does some good stuff. I would do LAN parties, dude. I would take my computers to people's houses and hook up with Ethernet cords. And it was I'd... always difficult for me because I had the Mac and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your LAN? The, uh, yeah, I definitely did that a handful of times with the original Xbox joining uh you know in high school doing like doing uh halo original halo parties and stuff hooking up to each other that was uh yeah that was a wild time actually it seems like a totally different life like no xbox live no playstation network you if, if you wanted to play with those four people right there you had to plug into their box yeah How you can't beat a lan party you can't there's nothing better than a lan party you can have a chocolate party i think that beats it nah <laughs> Just kidding. I like chocolate. But I guess I'm kind of a gamer now. I'm, I'm, I'm just joking. But I bought a Wii U because I had the Wii oh. before. And I bought a Wii U. And I thought it was just like some puny little upgrade. But gosh dang it, dude. It's freaking amazing. And I got sucked into this game called Zelda Wind Waker, which I know is a re-release from a game like 10 yeah, years ago. But oh my gosh, that game is That's a good one. amazing. I would, I've I, always liked Zelda. Yeah, Zelda's awesome. I would definitely. I've played it. I think every Zelda yeah, it gets like a 10 out of 10. And so does Mario 3D World, which my son loves playing. So good. That's like the Mario 3D World is amazing. It's like you take Mario 3, where they had the map view, where you go from level to level, and you push A and you go into the level. Mm-hmm. They have that, except you can like run around in the map view, and you can do things in the map view. And then they have the actual levels. And it's like the, the, the fact that my son, who's never used a joystick, and he's four years old, he's only used iPad games, and he's super good at them, can just hop on to the Wii U and use the joysticks with 3D World. He can pick it up? World. Yeah, I picked it up like in a day. It's an amazing game. That game is, like I think, by far the best Mario game ever made. It's like wow. blowing me away. So I got two super good games, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to buy anything ever again, <laughs> so I can always be impressed by this. <laughs> you see, I just have no idea how... Like I said, you get so much work done. You ship so many things despite having three kids. So how do you even fit in video games as well? Well, I never did. I bought the Wii U, what, like two, three weeks ago. So this so. is the end of you now shipping projects. <laughs> yeah, you're usually <laughs> done now. No. <laughs> I don't play it that much. But, yeah, I, I think I've always told people, like, that's one of the reasons I can ship so much is because I don't. Don't play video games. Like, I remember when I played video games. Gosh dang, you'll be there all day, you yeah. know, playing mm-hmm. it. It's fun. It's, it's not like it's to. bad or anything. It's fun. And it's just, you know, it's a different. I spend my time doing other things, I guess. It's not like it's I'm better or anyone's better than me. It's just different. You spend your time doing different things. Gaming's fun. It is. So much it is fun. fun. So do you, um, you, and speaking of things to do, like you run, not only do you run your insurance company, but then you also have this podcast that you do called Working Out, right? Which um, isn't about exercise. You guys wear leotards yeah. and you instruct <laughs> no. people over audio how to there's work like, out. Right? Yeah, there's like 80s uh, dancing <laughs> workout music going on in the background the whole time. Definitely not that. Now, we just want to kind of a similar vibe to this in the way that we want to inspire people as well. To We want to inspire people to um make a living from their passion but we want to like speak about some of the ugly truths as well like it isn't all fun you've got your admin stuff you've got clients who don't pay on time and all of this stuff um so even though we're like 20 i think we're about 24 shows in but i still feel like i don't know about you guys but i still feel like i'm finding my feet with the podcast game it's quite difficult to i feel like we're nailing it Oh yeah, we're, we're no, no, t- no, t- totally true. And you recorded with Patty uh, Donnelly. Donnelly, right? Yeah. Um, 
No, yeah, you guys, I think it's very, uh, I was listening to a couple just this past, uh, this past week or so, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I think it's cool. It's very, it's kind of casual, uh, similar to this, like you're saying. Um, yeah. But it's kind of neat. Like you guys, not only do you talk about, here's some like big picture buzzword topic and here's what we think about it, but then you're also, here's like nitty gritty of how you can get burned by a certain thing or just a heads up, like this helps having a contract in place, even when you're working with uh, you know, friends is helpful or in the past uh, couple of episodes, you've actually like kind of shown how you two are working together on this one little project. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's pretty neat. It's kind of like a, it's, it's a cool spectrum while still being fairly casual and fair and fairly focused. Um, I, I've enjoyed it. Thank I've, you. If you haven't noticed, Kieran is your largest fan. Yeah, I've. Uh, I'm gonna... By largest, do you mean fattest? <laughs> oh, I, uh, maybe. Like, I don't know who the. I'm, I'm not overly fat, but I, I guess I don't know who else is listening. Kieran, Kieran is the opposite of fat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. But yeah, we're at the moment. We're actually um, decided to put our money where our mouth is because so much of the podcast has been about like sticking to things and shipping and and now we're, we've decided to work together on a small app. So. Paddy's designing nice. it and programming it, and I think we've, Paddy's so good. He's so good. He's so talented. I, I I reached out to him like maybe two years ago when I bought some of his kids' app, and I was like, "Dude, your wow. stuff is super good. I just want to say that." And uh, he's just been a super cool dude ever since. So, yeah, yeah, he is. That's cool. So your your kids have played with the apps that he's designed. Oh yeah! Wow, that's how they got so good at interacting with technology. Indeed. Yeah, Indeed. he is a clever designer. I wish I had his skills. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's good. It's good to have everything, you know, but I don't know. It's kind of hard. I found myself like being like a jack of all trades and, and a king of none. You know, people say that. I've always been like, no, you could be a king of everything. But, you know, then the site like Dribble comes out and you're like, oh, you know what? I guess it really is actually pretty hard to <laughs> actually, be the best yeah. at design. I thought I was pretty good. <laughs> Well, that's yeah. interesting, actually. What would you rather be? And this this is directed to both of you. Would you rather be a jack of all trades and a master of none, or would you rather excel at one specific thing? Uh, I'd rather. Oh, you go ahead. Well, I'll just copy. I'll copy yours. No, I'll go first. I uh, I would rather be. I think I would rather be a jack of all trades. Like I'd like to have a uh, maybe a focus or like an expertise or something that I feel like is my strongest suit. Um, but I've kind of always said, I remember even thinking this back when I was like in high school and, and not wanting to to study or whatever. But I remember thinking to myself, I want to be the kind of person who knows a little bit about everything. Like I don't necessarily need to be the uh, the the person who can talk your ear off about one particular boring thing. Uh, but I want to be the sort of person who can like I can contribute something to any sort of conversation or I can. And I think that kind of carries over a little bit to to. Uh, what we do this this industry that we're in like i i really like to be able to if i have to jump into a uh, programming you know in, in node i can do it or if i have to jump into just designing a brand for a new company i can do it or um marketing or ios development or whatever i kind of enjoy knowing enough about everything to be efficient at it so everything huh so let's test that yeah throw um, me in let's see if you know a little about everything let's talk about leotards in the hot summer sun <laughs> how what's the comfort level like it's it's not bad if you're wearing like that newer uh like 80 20 blend of the leotards okay. that are popular okay. now. yeah mm-hmm. you guys um, are as weird as hottest and ford 
<laughs> Sorry, that was a tangent. What, uh, um, what's your what's your answer? What <laughs> my answer would uh, just a bajillion percent be a jack of all trades, and I like to think that. A jack of all trades could mean many things, right? Because you could be a jack of all trades and just starting out and you're kind of like a, a little jack or you could be a big jack <laughs> and you've been doing jack. it for a long you're like time. like a surf. You're like a surf of all trades. <laughs> yeah. So I could be, I, I like being a big jack of all trades in that um, I could build systems that are secure and um, that run fast, right? It's not going to be the best system because, you know, this guy over here does strictly development his whole life. He's obviously going to be able to build something better. But mine would be so well built that no one's going to notice that it could be better. You know what I mean? That kind of thing, like on the outside, obviously on the inside, it could be better um, because that's how my stuff is on the inside. It could definitely be better, but, um, and you know, the same with design and same with business. Right. Um, and so I would way rather be a jack of all trades because then I can do things on my own. I don't have to wait for people. That's what originally got me into development. I never wanted to do coding because I was like, Oh, that's so nerdy. It'd be so boring. And uh, I could never sit there and just type, you know, words over and over again because I don't even like writing but um so coding to me sounds horrible it's, but it's I wanted words. to make yeah I wanted to make something <laughs> I wanted to make something uh interactive and, and I didn't know anybody who could and I didn't have any money to pay anybody so I just had to like hunker down and figure it out and um so I love that the fact that I can just do something on my own without anybody having to talk to anybody tell anybody about what I'm doing just literally could sit down in front of a computer and make something so right. I'd way rather be a Jack. Ashley, question back at you then. What, what's your answer? Is that why you made the company called Jack? <laughs> this has all, been all about Jack, hasn't it? It has. It um, has. I'm the exact same as you guys. I'd rather be a Jack of all trades just because, um, like Drew just said, I see I am, I am differentiating between your voices now, I think. Good work, yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, I, I like being able to... I, I feel very empowered when I come up with an idea and I know that I can make it come to fruition myself without involving any third parties or without parting with any cash. I can just get things done really quickly. It's going to be messy, it's going to be dirty. But I think even if you do specialise in something, it's still you're still never happy with it and... It still could always be better if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, for sure. I think okay. maybe it's maybe it's the the sort of people that we are. Maybe the the, the narwhals, the quote unquote narwhals. Uh, maybe maybe we're all in this category of preferring to be jack of all trades. Maybe that's just like the that's true. The yeah. calling card here. Yeah. If you if you gave someone your calling card on the back, you flip it over, it would say Jack. Yeah, I would say my name is <laughs> because Jack. we would all also be insured by Jack. <laughs> <laughs> See how it all comes back round. Yeah, always comes back to Jack. And so, you, so just a, a follow up to that, and I don't think we fully got to that part of the story. You so when you you got into you wanted to be a drummer, that's where we started. And then you went to you kind of accidentally fell into insurance. Where did programming come in? Um. So basically a couple of years ago, that's when it really hit me that, gosh, technology and the insurance industry sucks. It's so bad. And like I said, particularly the quoting and buying experience for people online, it's so long, drawn out and um, clumsy and whatnot. And um, because I'm locked into using a third party quote system, I decided that I would try and learn to program and build my own quote system, Mm -hmm. um, which I did. And I basically had built this responsive quote system that used... um, So even though I program, I'm I'm still not 
I don't know all the terminology and stuff. I'm like really, I, I wouldn't even say I'm a programmer. I'd say I just kind of like mash on keys and Google stuff. And that's all anyone works. does. Maybe that is what programming is. That then. is exactly <laughs> what programming is. Um, just fall onto your keyboard and roll around a few times. <laughs> but even with my limited knowledge and stuff, my quote system was much better than the one that we, that we were using. And, and it used, is it called Ajax? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. To yeah. um, so that the page never it, it, the page just refreshed instead of taking you to the next page instead of reloading right. uh, whatever you know what I mean and yes, I took we this do. sorry were, were you about to say something I said yes we do oh okay <laughs> and then I <laughs> I took this this little crappy quote system that was still much better than when we used took it down to London to demo it to the in house software team of the insurance company that I worked with. I know it's all awfully confusing, lots of other people involved. And I I just said to them, look, this is the kind of direction that I personally think we should be heading in. It's responsive and it's a lot simpler. It's taken out a lot of the blow of what you guys have in it. And um, and they they went nuts for it. They absolutely loved it. And they talked about hiring me and bringing me in to, to... manage the team and make this quote system come to fruition and actually you know integrate it properly into their systems so that it wasn't just a prototype that did nothing which mine was Mm -hmm. um but then in typical insurance industry fashion you know like a year and a half passed and I nothing was happening I've never heard from them (laughs) again so that's why I've kind of that's why I've now started up a new insurance company with new people who seem to be a little bit more savvy they've got like this new insurance company that I'm working with they've got like an in-house reels team they have hack days they 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 just get it a little bit more than the last insurance company I worked with so baby steps I am like I said at the beginning I do want to go out onto my own and be a direct insurer and have more control but it's all baby steps isn't it if there's a company that is an insurance company that has hack days. I would say they get it more than anybody yeah. on planet Earth. <laughs> They're doing well. Totally. But I always feel it's really complicated. Insurance is complicated. So I feel really, I, sometimes I feel like I don't describe it very well. I, 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 am I describing it well enough? Like, do you kind of get it? Well, just no, I, like yeah. what my journey is with the, with the insurance Oh, totally, company. yeah. Okay, then. No, yeah. It's very clear. That's very okay, then. Yeah, um, <laughs> I just can't. I can't understand the accent, but yeah, I think the story is. Uh, yes, you the, can. No, the, the we talked about that with Ben too, with uh, Ben Howdle with his, about his accent. Uh, actually, I think we opened with his accent, uh, but no, your accent is awesome. Like, uh, your is very very cool. I don't know what what uh, dialect you you would say that you have or or whatever, but I think she has the Meriden, the the, the brave uh, dialect. Uh, there's something very cool about a Scottish accent because it's not only it's not only the the, the sounds like the actual tones you make, but it's the there's like a cadence to it. There's a, such a different pacing uh, to to your words that it's super fun to listen to. I'm glad. Yeah. Maybe you should just get me on the podcast as the a yeah. Just time come on, third person. Come on board. Yeah, but to kind of just to kind of summarize, yeah, that's how I got into programming. I just like saw this problem that I wanted to solve and yeah. so I built something to solve it and that's for me that's the way that I learn best I can't read books I can't hey me too 
I, <laughs> I just can't kind of, I think if you get into the, the habit of doing tutorials on the web, you just kind of fall into this endless loop of doing them, but never really sure. learning it. So for me, it was all about just having something real to build. And that's how I got into programming. Yeah. If you yeah. can call it that. I was actually born with this mutation. My eyes have like this filter on them that when the book comes yeah. in view, it's all blank. So yeah, that's amazing. I, just, I can't read books. It's like even <laughs> though I want to desperately, you would be the lamest X Men. Like that's the that's the worst mutation. <laughs> Wait a second. There's this book that will kill you if you read. Drew, we can read it. <laughs> Don't look. It's cool. I can look. <laughs> But Drew, right, that's Drew, that's Drew who doesn't want to read books, right? That's him. Yeah. Um, yeah, that but Drew, Drew, wasn't there a book that was written about you? Uh, yeah, and I actually wrote part of it too. Yeah. So, so, and did you read whole, it? No, yeah, just didn't I read edited it. I, I edited it like 17 times in a row because we, we did the whole thing in eight days. So I had to like pour over it. Well, that would be much, why you don't want to read anymore. No, I don't know. I read. I read online. I just... I don't know. Um, books are cool and all, but uh, I like to learn by video, I guess, you know? So, like, if I were going to sit down and, and um, read a, say, like a scientific paper about something, but there's a video attached where the freaking scientist is talking about it or a podcast, I would way rather listen to that. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then, like, go skim over the paper to look at certain parts, you know? I don't know. It's just, it's just the way I am. Whatever. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> We're going to get into like learning styles. <laughs> yeah, but I want to ask you, were you into like the, the web culture, startup culture at all while you were in insurance? Is that why you um, I did guess, that? Or? I guess so, yeah. I guess it's something that what I... What made you be in it if you, if you weren't like a programmer, just interested or... Wait, what made me be into what? the startup culture, you mean? Yeah, if you weren't like uh if you weren't a programmer and you worked at an insurance company, just curious. I think just the type of people that I follow on Twitter. Um gotcha. I think they so all So Twitter. Like, so Twitter did. Yeah. I think they all just being exposed to that and also I go to a lot of well, I used to go to a lot of conferences and you meet you know, you meet people in that kind of culture. Gotcha. So I think that's why. But it's really sad because I feel like as much as I love being in Glasgow and I love my city that's the one thing we really don't have here is any kind of startup culture. So I have to just live it online, if that makes you sense. Have to, you have to make it. You have to make the startup culture. Yes, I have to make it in Glasgow. Yes, yes. Yes. That'd be awesome. Um, cool. Well, I think we're pretty close to our mark here. So, um, Ashley, is there anything you would like to say to everyone listening either about what you're building or uh, maybe some lessons you've learned through the hardships of insurance. Talk about putting somebody on the spot. Yes, that's that's what we do. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think if there's one thing that I've learned from my little story is, like I said, I I taught myself to do something and I went to London and I was promised a job and lots of money to make it happen and then that never did. Don't wait for somebody else to to make things happen. You can make things happen yourself. Mm-hmm. That's really it. Amen. That's you don't need anybody else. You can make it happen yourself. Keep going. If Keep somebody's going. holding you back, you just walk away. All right. Oh, wow. Amen. <laughs> <Walk away. laughs> that was great. That, yeah, we need to we need to put Ashley on the spot more. A often. little gospel session at the end. Yeah. <laughs> That's very well, strong. 
thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for so much for coming here. on, Ashley. And um, have fun uh, with your archery practice that you're going to go do. <laughs> well, I hope, your mom, I hope your mom I... turns back into a human. <laughs> <laughs> I think before I do any of that stuff, I'm going to go and, and download You Don't Know Jack on the 360. Yes. <laughs> yes give it a spin it. and report back. She's going to email us, guys, this is the stupidest thing I've ever, <laughs> ever seen. Yeah. Never suggest a game to me again. <laughs> you... All right. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep, that's the end. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, well, thanks again, Ashley. And uh, thanks for everyone listening. And we will see you next time on Narwhal. See you, everybody. Bye.